Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, February 5th. Um, Thank God we are done with January. My name is Lisa Fasulo. This is again called My Moment. Hoping that tonight I will be able to reach somebody that may need to hear some of the stuff that I'm going to say. Keep in mind, please, I am not a therapist. I am not a doctor. I only speak about what I know, and that is trying to navigate this shitty world right now um, as a grieving mom, trying to learn how to do this podcast better for everyone. If anyone has any feedback, please, please let me know. It's been it's been a couple weeks since I've done one, and it has been a long couple weeks for myself. Um, it's been really hard. I'm sure other people are feeling the same thing. The weather, the cold. If you're in Maine, I notice, I know I have, um, when you do your analytics, analytics, whatever it's called, you can see where people are listening from. I know not everyone's in Maine, but it's been snowstorms and freezing rain. It's, you know, typical Northeast winter um, makes it so much harder. It makes my PTSD and my mental health really take a dive. Just being stuck at home, not being able to drive. Could drive, but it's not safe to drive. Work gets messed up. Your routine gets messed up. Trying to figure out ways to not, again, go down that rabbit hole of depression. I know that the past couple weeks, my depression and my anxiety have been really, really bad. My anxiety, especially. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But it is to the point where I'm like, am I having a heart attack every single day? I don't know what's going on. Um, A lot of people are really afraid to try medications. And I am not pushing medications by any means. I'm just going to talk about my experience with them. We just did a med change. It's really hard to do a med change because you feel like shit. I'm not going to lie. You And that was one of my son's reasons he didn't want to take them, just because he knew how hard they were to change. And you really kind of have to go into it with, Whew, okay, hopefully this is going to make me better, but you also need to advocate for yourself. And if you can't advocate for yourself, it would be a good idea to find a trusted friend or family member that could maybe go with you to doctor's appointments or be on those Zoom calls with you. And help advocate for you too. Um, that's doctors are fine with that. Most doctors are, and if yours isn't, get a new one if you can. So we've been doing a med change for one of my PTSD medications that I take, um, which is supposed to suppress my dreams and my flashbacks. I hate it. I feel like shit on it. It makes my blood pressure drop, so I have to be very careful when I get up in the middle of the night. To not just like stand up because you could drop. And that's kind of hard to do. But I'm, I'm, I'm pushing through and I'm trying. Because my flashbacks, I don't know what the fuck is going on. The past couple weeks, I feel like I'm watching a flashback while I'm in a flashback. And I can't get out. It's almost like that sleep perilous. Like if you ever had that where you're, just, you're awake but you can't move and it's terrifying. So that, of course, is making my anxiety go skyrocket. And I don't need sympathy. That's certainly not why I'm saying any of this. But there has been a lot of suicides lately in the public eye with, you know, people passing from that. I have experienced not close to me, but knowing two people recently, um, a lot of things are COVID contributed, not from being sick, but just from businesses really struggling. And 
I get a lot of phone calls, but anytime somebody passes from suicide, and sometimes it's a little overwhelming, I'm not going to lie. Like, I want to be there for everyone, but sometimes I just have to protect my space and my energies. So the past couple of weeks have been hard for me, which is why I haven't done a podcast. And I it's odd because they kind of do help me recording these podcasts, so I kind of have to force myself to maybe keep on that and keep on a schedule. What I tend to do when I'm really struggling is I go one of two ways. I either shut everyone out. I don't talk to anyone. I don't text anyone. I don't call anyone. I don't see anyone. I stick very much to myself. I do my work. I take care of my dogs. I take care of my normal stuff and I come home. The other way I go is to throw myself into every available exercise outlet. And that's kind of the way that I've gone. I am Eating good, not because, it's almost because it's a challenge for me. I want to, like, it's something that I can control. I can't control my flashbacks right now. I can't control my anxiety, but I can damn well control what I put in my body. So I'm eating really good. I'm drinking a lot of water. I am powerlifting. I am teaching a Pilates class. I am working out on my own. On other days, I'm going to two dance classes a week. I am trying to box one day a week. So I'm doing a lot to keep my mind occupied and to get out some frustration and some anger. And I think we're all feeling frustration and anger. And a lot of times you're going to hear me repeat myself because I don't know who's going to choose to listen to this particular episode. So I want to make sure that I really cover everything. So I tend to try to exhaust myself to the point that, okay, this is the night I'm going to sleep. And it doesn't happen. I'm running on very, very little sleep. I'm trying to minimize my caffeine. Trying to do everything I can to not feel like I'm having these fucking heart attacks every single day. So the med change, we had to increase it. That's kind of what happens with meds. They kind of have to play around with the dose, you know, to figure out what's going to work for you. And this is a pretty powerful one. And there are a lot of side effects, you know, like the low blood pressure, the fearing, feeling irritable, um, sensory Ooh, sensory overload is a big one for me. If I am the one that's making the noise and I'm loud, it's a whole different thing. Like, But if I am, there's so many sounds around me, I have to be cautious of what I'm around. So I knew, like, for example, tonight I'm supposed to go out with friends. I am not in the mindset to be around a lot of people. I don't want to be around a lot of noise. I want to make sure that I can do my skincare routine. I can stay home with the dogs. I can try to, if not sleep, at least I'm I'm sitting down and I'm resting so I can maybe set myself up for a better day tomorrow. Now, six months ago, my ass would have been out. It would have been out because I thought, oh, I'm a failure if I stay at home and I can't socialize like a normal person. So there has been some growth and some changing, and it's coming with a lot of fucking hard work, but don't let that fool you. There has been a lot of days over the past couple weeks where I have sat on my kitchen floor and I've cried so hard that the dogs have literally pawed at my hand to make sure that I'm still here. It's just been, I miss Nick. I'm, I'm trying, I'm starting to grieve the loss. My mama just passed away five months ago. I haven't grieved that. I'm just so angry at, like, I don't know, just angry. Um, One thing I am very proud of, um, my aunt is the love of my life other than Nick. 
and I am responsible for taking care of her and I take very good care of her and I'm very proud of that. I have been working on something for over three months to ensure that my aunt's care and future care is going to be well taken care of and there aren't any worries about that and it's it's been a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails and a lot of going places and which I don't mind doing for someone that I love so much but it's very hard to want to go places when you're depressed but I did it and I got it done finally this week and I mean we're talking numerous numerous places I had to go and that's what you do for family so I'm really proud of myself that I, I got that done and it was kind of like, oh, yay, pat on the back. You did this. And now you know that your aunt, um, I've always called her my auntie mama, is going to be taken care of. Like, just like, that's just a huge stress off my mind because it's always been something that's worried me um, not being able to take care of someone that took really good care of me. And I hate the fact that I can't just go see her because I would just seriously love to just sit next to her and laugh because she makes me laugh and it's hard when they're in you know different places and there's COVID rules and different things like that and you have to know that you're going into a hot zone and you know I don't know it's very stressful um but I also know that time goes by very fastly so I am putting myself in those situations sometimes because I want to see her and I love her and it brings me a sense of being back to what things used to be and laughing and talking about Nick or you know certain things like that but when I get this anxious and you probably can hear my voice because I tend to talk a million miles an hour when I get this anxious, I obsess over stupid shit. Like, for example, my son's dog, Maggie, who is just the best ever. I will sit there all night and make sure she's breathing. She has cancer. It has spread. Um, I don't even want to think about not having her around because I feel like she's my last connection to Nick. Like, it's literally like you can look in her eyes and I can see Nick looking back at me. It's kind of odd to say that, but I think if you have dogs and you're as much of a dog lover as I am, that they're family and they definitely are more aware of spirits. So I'll sit there all night and make sure she's breathing. I'll get up and down all night and check on that. I'll check to make sure my doors are locked or, you know, my truck is locked. Just Or did I pay that bill? Like, my mind's racing a thousand miles an hour. And this is when keeping a list comes in very handy for me. Making sure that I'm checking my list, I'm writing things down, and literally forcing myself to write out everything that I need to do and everything that I have done so that when my mind does start to obsess about the stuff because I don't want to think about the grief or I don't want to have to think about a flashback, I would rather obsess about a stupid thing. I mean, most of these things aren't stupid. Like, paying bills aren't stupid. But let's be real. How many times do you have to check that you paid your CMP bill? I'm checking way too much. So I keep a list. And I'm really forcing myself. And now when, I, when I'm in this bad of a PTSD episode or my anxiety is this high, I have to keep post-its on top of my list. And whatever it takes for you to bring some sense of calm to your brain 
whatever it takes. I don't care if I have to put 90 million post-its up. That's what I'm going to do. I've also have been, <clears throat> I excuse me, sorry, set my bedroom up in such a way that my humidifier is on. I have essential oils at night going. Um, I have to sleep with the TV on all night. It's not the best way to sleep, but I have to have sound. I can't have dead silence. I can't have a completely dark room. That, again, is coming from my experience. You may be completely different every person in the world says shut your tv off at night light's not good well if i don't have a tv even if it's on low volume there's i'm not going to get any sleep at all even a few minutes so keeping a tv on is huge for me to just having some you know the same show in the background the office is always on playing that um another thing that i find that has been working for me oddly and it never used to work. But that's the thing with like grief and PTSD and anxiety. It Things shift. Things are always shifting about grief isn't linear. You know, just like your methods aren't linear. One thing that worked six months ago may not work today. And you kind of have to be searching for things. And sometimes it's a search out of desperation. But it's going outside and just standing in the really cold air kind of snaps me out of things for a little bit probably because I'm so damn cold but I've been doing that a lot um luckily it's been cold enough that I can do that just trying to get a lot more fresh air you know taking the dogs for a walk or playing with them outside or just myself sitting outside for a second and maybe drinking a cup of tea you know little things like that it's just Ben, with grief, it's really, you feel like you, you might be like, oh, I'm going to move forward. I'm moving forward a little bit. And then fuck, nope, you are right back to maybe not where you were, but you're kind of feeling the same things. And I have just been sitting in Nick's room a lot and just doing the same thing. I was what the fuck? Where's my son? Or talking to Nick a lot. Or yelling. Or just... It's just been really hard. It's been really hard. The past couple weeks have just been... Just hard. I'm hoping that I feel like I'm starting to maybe come out of it a little bit. Which is why I'm able to do this tonight. And I'm... Again, I'm really proud of myself for choosing to stay home tonight. Take care of myself. I took a nice bubble bath. I did my skincare routine. You know, because when you cry, you're going to get puffy eyes, but whatever. I mean, that's just part of it, and that's what happens. So if this, I mean, some of these things might work for you if you're struggling, or maybe one of these things might work for you. Maybe having a humidifier so you don't wake up and feel so, like, dry the next morning. Keeping water next to your bed. I've always been really big on infused waters, so I've started doing all of those again and just making, I have the jug and I have all that, whatever, but you could just put fruit and water or whatever and do your own thing. I've been making sure that I've been drinking a lot of water. There's like no alcohol in my diet right now, like not at all. Alcohol for me is just not a good thing. It's really not. It just sends me down a road of shit. So I try to... And now it's at a point where I can go out and it's and I don't care if I drink or not. It does not bother me. I don't care if other people drink. I don't feel the need that I have to drink around them. 
So that's kind of some progress. But yesterday, I pretty much laid in bed for about 10 hours. And it was during a storm, so it's an easy way to do it. And cried. And thought of Nick and watched old movies and looked at pictures and wish I had a mom to talk to. But, and then today it's, I'm, I'm one stubborn fuck. That's, I am so stubborn. And I said to myself, okay, you're going to get up. You're going to shower. You're going to eat. You're going to take the dogs for a walk. And you're going to get to work. I intentionally booked clients for today because if I have other people counting on me, I'm not going to let them down. Went to work, went and trained with my coach, did my lift, did some errands, did some cleaning. A pretty productive day for somebody that feels like everything is just falling apart again. And I have to almost step out of my body and think, okay, that's a lot to do for someone that's really striking and that's an impressive episode. I took a shower this morning, took a bath. Normally, I'd be like, eh, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to see anyone. But I know myself that I feel a lot better when I do really keep up on hygiene, brushing my teeth, combing my hair, washing my face. And you don't have to do all that fancy shit with your skin if you don't want to. Just take a shower or splash some cold water on your face. Just something simple like that can do it. Because I'm still searching. I've been reading books. I'm trying to figure out why is my anxiety so bad right now. I don't have a doctor's appointment until not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. I'm trying to get it earlier, but it's really hard. As everyone knows, I'm sure with COVID, I've never felt anxiety at this level. I've always had anxiety. I've always, especially after Nick, it was really high, but everything was really high. But there's something particularly high about this. And it's very uncomfortable. I feel like I can't breathe. That there's just this constant weight on my chest. Like normally with anxiety, I have an anxiety attack. It'll kind of go away. But it's so bad that I feel like this 500-pound person is just sitting on my chest all day long. And... I don't know what to do about it. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I can't just change my meds on my own. I've tried meditating. I'm not really good at that. That doesn't, I have a hard time sitting still. I'm always fidgety. I'm always moving. I'm always like, oh, let's go ch- look at this or let's just move positions. I have a really hard time. I wish that I could. I am hopefully going to take some different yoga meditation classes and maybe see if that kind of helps with me but these fucking flashbacks are out of control like it's I just I'm terrified to go to sleep terrified and it's a shitty time of year like February sucks the world's still not back to normal everything's just kind of messy I really feel like we're all just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen next. Or maybe that's just me. That could be contributing to my anxiety that's out of control. But I've always, and I said this before, that flashbacks are eventually, my brain is going to remember. And I feel like it's really weird. I feel like my brain and maybe Nick, hopefully it's Nick, (laughs) are 
protecting me still because I do not think I I know I actually I I don't think I know I am not emotionally or physically in any position to remember that morning 100% I can't do it and I'm terrified that it's going to come when I'm driving or I'm going to be alone I just don't know how to handle that my doctor's terrified like it's just really it's very scary and it's very unsettling so I just, I go to bed and I sit there and I immediately feel like my heart's in my throat and, or when I do fall asleep, it's like this, I literally have sat up because I thought I was watching a TV show and I'm like, holy fuck, no, I'm watching myself go up the stairs that morning and I don't want myself to go further up the stairs because I don't want to see and I don't want to remember my child like that it's a really shitty thing um i hope that if you are listening to this and you are feeling suicidal that even if things are so shitty it's and, and scary that you can just hold on i i really hope that i really hope that you can hold on and i know that it's really hard too and i know that that d- damn fucking darkness comes around and you're like nope that's it I'm done I can't do this and I think the world's just gonna get crazier for a little bit so we all really have to work on being kind being kind being kind being kind being kind and being more kind to people even if they're you can have someone be a dick to you and you don't have to rise to their level but you also don't have to stay around and listen to it or deal with it but you don't need to be like, try to one-up them. I used to always try to one-up people because I have a quick wit. I'm very good on comebacks. I can be very mean with things I say, and I don't do that anymore. Like, I'm very careful. I could. Sometimes I want to. I'm like, Jesus. Ugh. But I don't because I'm just going to come home and I'm going to feel more like shit. And then I worry Again, unnecessary worry. What if I'm the last person that talked to this person? Like, holy shit. And I honestly don't want that karma. I don't want that on me at all. I don't feel like I need any more bad karma. I don't want to be the person that tries to hurt one. You know, the saying, hurt people hurt people, but also dicks hurt other people too. So we can't be giving passes to everyone that hurts people because sometimes it's just doing it to be a dick. And they're just mean. So I don't want to be a mean girl. I'm really trying to exude kindness. And I don't want bad energy in my life. And I, if like if someone comes around and they have shit energy. I don't want it. I don't want it at all. Doesn't mean I'm per- I'm far from perfect. I still get pissy. And I still look at people and think. What the fuck are you doing right now? But I'm trying to learn to. Really pay attention to the energy that vibrates in my heart and my soul so that I can really take care of myself. Especially I know that things are really rocky and wintertime they do tend to get worse. I know they might be really rocky for until spring comes and I have to be more aware of that. And last year I wasn't aware of that. So I guess my whole rambling point of this, I so promise I'm going to try to stick to a script, but I've never stuck to a script when I talk. It just kind of like 
talk about what comes into my head or what Nick puts in my head or, you know, things that are really weighing on me. I think, and then I just forgot what I said, and that's PTSD brain. Literally lost my train of thought. And this is when notes would come in handy. Um, so I don't know what I was talking about. And there's, you get to witness it firsthand. This happens a lot. I, I don't have a clue. So I'm just going to switch subjects and maybe I'll come back around to it. Um, making sure that you have good food in the house. And it doesn't have to be tons of it. But if you can have something to, nutrients play a huge part with depression. You know, eating good and like fueling your body and trying to stay away from sugars and trying to stay away from a lot of fatty foods. You know, it's great when you're watching a movie, I want to eat snacks. And trust me, I love to snack. But having good quality food to fuel you, even if you don't eat a lot of it, you will, you may not realize it, but you will feel a smidgen better. Like your body will feel better. It's because there's nothing worse than being depressed and you feel like shit. Like depression always causes, already causes a lot of body issues as it is, but to have an upset stomach or just kind of feel that Ugh, bloated, gross feeling. If you're eating good quality food and really drinking water with lemon, adding a little bit of ginger to it can help with stomach issues. I know that for myself with my anxiety and PTSD that I have a lot of like stomach pain. So I'm really trying to up my lemon, trying to do my ginger, I've gone back to doing the apple cider vinegar in the morning, taking one tablespoon. I know it tastes like crap, but it does help your stomach and your skin and your immune system. Again, not a doctor, not trying to give medical advice, just telling you what has happened, um, what works for me. I grew up in a very holistic home. We never really did a lot of medicines. My mom and my brother are way ahead of their time way ahead with juicing. I have a juicer. Don't always use it, but I have it. Just really trying to take this whole episode is really trying to about taking care of you. And again, making sure that things get done, keeping notes, which I know would have been really great about what five minutes ago when I totally forgot everything I said. And sometimes it makes me feel really stupid. I mean, I have two college degrees. I have the highest certifications you can get. I'm not a stupid person by any means, but when I completely lose my train of thought and I don't have, literally, I'm sitting here right now thinking in my head, what the fuck was I talking about? Makes me feel like I'm either 95 or I'm just stupid. And I'm neither of those things. I'm very intelligent. So should have made a list, should have stuck to my list. Maybe that's a learning lesson. Hopefully I'll remember it. Who knows? Unless I were to make a note right now. But try not to be so hard on yourself. Trying to honor yourself. And even if you're struggling and the world's kind of falling apart around you, try to honor yourself that you're still here. That you're trying. I think that... Some of the most beautiful people in the world are people that are struggling and they still try. There's such a strength and an honor that comes around with that. Even if you're trying is to flip your pillow. That's all you can do for the day. Drink a half a glass of water. Good for you. I'm proud of you. And I hope that you're proud of yourself and that you remember that if when we get in these depressive states that we do 
tend to start to come out of them. And that's just something that maybe you could hold on. Maybe you could write a post-it note. Like right now, you could write a post-it note. Remember, just with a note saying, I will come out of this. Something that you can visually look at to remember that it is going to get better. So don't leave. Because you won't be here for when it gets better. Or maybe your medications will start to work if you're on medications. Like, I I know this route. I've been on anxiety, depression medications for a long time. I know that you have to go through the shit and kind of wallow through it before it starts to feel better. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to try it. If I get If it feels worse, then I would obviously call my doctor and start to wean off of it. But years ago, I would have been like, after two days, I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking this ever again because this sucks and medications are stupid and it's never going to work for me. And there's such a stigma and there should be no stigma. I don't get why there's a stigma about medications for mental health. But if you have diabetes or if you have high blood pressure, you would be an idiot to not take your meds. And mental health is a disease. It's an illness. So I don't get why people make fun of those that take medications for anxiety or depression or or manic depressive. I don't understand that because I've never made fun of anyone for taking it. My whole life I've never made fun of it. You know those Facebook memories? One came out from like 11 years ago where I was advocating for mental health and medications and don't make fun of people for that. I just, or if someone has cancer and they need to take meds, Nobody looks at someone with a cancer patient and says, oh, you're fucking crazy for taking those meds. I, will, I don't want to be around you. So remember, if somebody is literally looking at you and saying, I don't want to be around you because you take meds, fuck them. Let them go. As hard as that may be, don't ever let somebody stop you from getting healthy. You deserve happiness. And I feel like this whole episode has been like just rambling and again I'm very I'm sorry but I just want to be real with you this is this is what it's like when I'm at a higher anxiety level or higher PTSD episode everything is just even my texts are all out of order trying to process things telling you man notes they saved me they saved me I when I finished that which would take care of my aunt this week I cried for like two hours because I was so proud of myself that I stuck it out and I did it and I got it done and I got it done really fucking well it was like wow perfection and you just have to sometimes so it's kind of like you can use that like I didn't give up taking care of my aunt I sat there and I made the phone calls I sat on hold I did this for hours and hours and hours You have to do that for yourself. We're so good at taking care of other people that why aren't you worth the time and the effort? Why aren't you worth the chance to be set up and to be happy? Why aren't you worth it so that you can have a good day? You are worth it. We're all worth it. And I hope that tonight, if you listen to this or tomorrow or whenever, that you remember that you are worth it and that you matter. And that your moment could be coming any second and you just don't know. And I hope that you're here for that beautiful, beautiful moment. And I'm not going to apologize for my rambling because that would just be bullshit. I am. I'm doing the best I can. And that's all I can do. And I hope that 
some of this some of these scattered thoughts might reach you and something might help you and I hope that I remember what the hell I was talking about too but all of these episodes are done in the memory of my beautiful fucking gorgeous son Nicholas and I miss him very much every second of every single day and baby the light is always on for you we all miss you I want you to go to sleep all of you that go to sleep knowing that you're loved, that you matter, that you make someone's day, that someone's day would be very sad without you in it. Please keep fighting. Please reach out. Please try to drink water. Please try to eat something. If you can't sleep, rest. Please take a shower. Please try to exercise or at least move your body. And please remember that you are here for a reason. And uh, I love you all. And I hope that you're all treated with kindness and that you find a second of love in your heart tonight. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Have a good night.